This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. One, two, three, four. Welcome to WTS Waikato, Season 2. It's a radio show and podcast about the goings-on in our region under the new normal. I'm producer Gary Farrow. A fan of well-known British band Oasis has popped up on Hamilton's community Facebook pages. Kaz Sahota is on an impassioned mission to publish a small book about Oasis's one and only New Zealand tour which took place in March 1998. This involves reaching out to Aotearoa's communities, including in the Waikato, in search of stories from people who were there at the historic concerts. He agreed to talk to WTS about his quest to draw memories of Oasis's New Zealand tour and tell us how we can aid him. You'd be excited that Liam Gallagher is uh, touch wood coming later this year then as well? Yeah, he's, he's, da- he's down for a, a gig in Auckland in July. Uh, if all goes well. So now looking back to 1998, it's been almost 25 years since Oasis visited and uh, and played uh, various venues in New Zealand. What do you plan to do to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Oasis coming to Aotearoa? So what, what really kicked off the idea was that they've recently done some um, celebrations of their most famous gig at Nebworth in, in the UK, which is in 90, August 1996. I was watching the documentary and they did a really good job of talking to the fans who were there and getting their memories and insights. And I thought, oh yeah, that's really interesting to see what, what the fans thought of the only time they came here to New Zealand. Because from, from 
people I spoke to as part of this project and before even doing any research, um, it's always been a bit of a, it's always had mixed reviews, so some people loved it, some people hated it, and it, and it was a very infamous to be here now tour where it was, it was very wild, very rock and roll, they'd come to New Zealand after the, the tour from hell in Australia, um, so I just thought it'd be interesting to see what what information is out there in terms of the press, in terms of the fan memories, and just the aim is to try and put that together in possibly a small book, as you know, as a one-stop record of, of the tour of New Zealand. Basically, New Zealand were were lucky to have Oasis playing here, um, given that the uh, the real peak of Britpop had passed by that point. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess expectations were high, and um, people's responses um, it sounds like they uh, they reflected that. Yeah, there was um, so they played two venues. The one in Auckland was initially meant to be at the North Shore event centre, but it got moved to the Carter Holt Pavilion, which I think is a venue that no longer exists. It was at the Auckland Showground, the, I think it was the Logan Campbell Centre, one, one of those, um, I guess, warehouses at, at the showground. And then the one in Wellington was at the Queen's Wharf Event Centre, which is now the TSB Arena. So quite small venues, so I guess it was a chance for fans to probably get a lot closer to them than we would have done in Europe, where they were playing, you know, 50,000 plus. Um, but yeah, they, they, from what I can see, the, the tickets for Wellington sold out pretty fast, and I think Auckland sold out as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to, to, to see the, the feedback in terms of the performance, but also, sounds like the venues didn't get the greatest uh, feedback as well. I think, I, think, I think New Zealand is pretty short of uh, world-class auditoriums or, or, or venues for, for rock gigs back then, so... I think it was the best of best what the best of what they could get, and uh, I don't think I don't think Oasis was too impressed with the sound of the venues as well.
So you're calling out to Oasis fans in communities around New Zealand, including in the Waikato, about how they can help you with uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of their New Zealand shows. What sort of information or material are you looking for? All sorts? Yeah, so primarily it's people who would have gone to the gig. So the idea is just to understand how closely they followed the band before the gig. I mean, who they went with and how they got tickets because it's a completely different world to, to now where you can hop on online and, and buy your tickets. Uh, or go to the local record store and, and get the tickets. Um, but also the experience of the gig, you know, it, it can be positive or negative. So um, just any kind of any, any feedback they have. But also, I was thinking they're only here for a couple of days because it was the 9th, Monday, 9th of March in uh, Auckland and Tuesday 10th of March in Wellington and then they flew out to uh, Argentina after that. So in the short time they were here, I was thinking maybe someone had met them at the airport or they, if they had some downtime and they were walking through Wellington or Auckland, they, you know, someone may have met them, got an autograph, that kind of thing. So any, any kind of interaction they would have had with any of the band members whilst they were here in, in March 1998. So did you experience um, any uh, concerts uh, yourself uh, back in Britain? Yes, yeah, so I saw Oasis um, three times. I saw them in Newcastle in 2005 and Liverpool 2008. And luckily the, the best one was at Heaton Park in Manchester in 2009, which is about 80,000 people outdoors in a massive field. Um, and that was just before they split up, because they split up a couple of months later. So and it was, there were the three great groups. Great gigs, um, but yeah, it's a shame it ended up in, uh, in a very rock and roll fashion with a big fight behind the scenes in Paris and the guitar getting smashed, and that was the end of it. Mm, that'd be fantastic to hear from people about that. So, have you received any correspondence yet from people? Uh, who are also wanting to celebrate the anniversary of the historic shows? I mean, this is a this is a historic um, uh, story and document you're looking at putting together here. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've found over 150 people so far, and as as of this morning, 72 people have got back to me with their requests. So I've had some really good stories. I mean, I'd say some people really enjoyed it and some people thought it was the worst thing they've ever seen so it's, it's, it's both ends of the spectrum there's some people you know really passionate about it and they're huge fans and I just for some people it was kind of like the nail in the coffin for them in terms of following the band because they were so disappointed by the performances they, they kind of stopped following the band so I mean I, I don't really have a target in mind the more stories the better because as I say I'm, I'm probably only ever going to do this one, so if I can capture as much as possible in one go, that'd be fantastic. Place to play. You say. 
involved with uh, documenting music events and things like this before. Um, have you been involved in writing? Well, not, I've not done anything um, for music before. Uh, so my, as a day job, I'm an archivist, so I, I definitely enjoy the research side of things. So that's where it kind of started. I've also been a fan of the band because I think no one else is really going to undertake such a project unless you're a fan of the band. Um, so no, it's, 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 it's a first time for me. Um, research has been really interesting because I've, I've looked at a, a lot of press material at the National Library um, of New Zealand, so it's a great step back in time because you, you know you think of all those magazines that rip it up and, and real proof no longer exist today. So it's, it's been fantastic because you get to see you know a different era and also lots of great journalism back at the, back in that era where you know, some really fantastic writers writing up the reviews of the singles and albums and, and, and various gigs. So it's, it's nice to actually kind of put a spotlight on on that work as well as well as the you know the feedback from the fans. into Oasis just as, as a matter of interest because I'm interested in your um, your journey because obviously you really care about this band um, to be uh, p- performing this work that you're doing. Yeah, so I was, it, it's probably more to do, I've got an older brother so he was a massive fan and then and I, I kind of, because in the UK it was, it was very huge, I just remember, I remember the back end of what's the story more in Roy here, which is 95, 96, but more so 1997, which was the release of Be Here Now, which, which was the tour they were, were performing on for, for the New Zealanders. And that you just could not escape how, how big they were. It was, it was, I don't think I ever seen anything like it since, where it was like MTV had complete really cool coverage of the new single, and then at the time it was the fastest selling album in, in British history, where I think it sold 693,000 copies in three days, which is unheard of. And, and most of those copies would have been people having to actually go to the shop and physically buy the CD or cassette at the time. And so yeah, it's just it, that really got me. And obviously, you know, it's more not only the music, but I used, I used to like that. It's used in garages as well. You know, there's just you know no nonsense, didn't give a toss, no sucking up kind of thing. You, you know, what you see, what you what you get um, attitude that, that that they had and kind of stuck with me to this day so I've followed them religiously ever ever since and uh, not so much, I think not so much on the solo careers I'm you know still prefer the, uh, the main OH career but you know I still still always interested to follow what they're both up to and interestingly enough I see Liam, Liam Gallagher's got a new single out today um, because his album is coming out in May and uh, a new single that he released today called Come On You Know have you um, gotten along to their solo shows at all? Yes, yeah, so I've seen the Noel Gallagher came here in 2012 for Big Day Out, so I managed to go up to all come for that one. Um, I didn't know he's come um, at the time supporting you two, and um, I think Liam, so yeah, Liam's coming in I still potentially may go to that one, I haven't quite decided yet, because I'm in Wellington, so it's a bit of a... It's, it's, hard, it's hard to kind of gamble on things at the moment. I think mean, you never know if things are going to get cancelled. You know, if you're going to 
travel that far with transportation and, and accommodation, you're always a worry things are going to get cancelled. Um, but yeah, I did actually have tickets to St. in 2016, but unfortunately it cancelled at the very last minute because his, his uh, music equipment didn't make it from South America to New Zealand, so he had to abandon the gig, so that was quite disappointing. You can imagine how that would have been um, for um, the fans of Oasis back in the day when things happened like that. Um, it would be just earth-shattering. So, yeah. yeah, so it continues to be um, uh, disappointing when stuff like that happens. Um, yeah. For all of the technology we have in the world, eh? Yeah, I mean, and that also kind of leads a bit back into the, um, the, the, the 98 talk. Because in Auckland, they actually managed to finish the gig not too many issues, but in Wellington, Liam and Noel supposedly had a bit of a fight on stage, and then Noel stormed off, and Liam stormed off, and and then the fans were wondering what the hell's going on. You know, are they going to come back? And then that was reflected in the the reviews the next day, where they said that you know the stage stage spat set the standard. So you know, it's, it's I guess it's very rock and roll for its day. So even though they only came here once, they they lived up to their rock and roll. Uh, this is a bootleg recording from Oasis's show in Wellington, capturing the moments when Liam and Noel Gallagher came to loggerheads. Some colourful language is coming up, so you might want to block your ears or skip ahead a few seconds if you're not into that. Um, so how can people get in contact with you, Kaz, if they want to, um, uh, yeah, help with this commemoration of the 25th anniversary of the Oasis tour to New Zealand? If someone wants to give me a text and we can go from there, my, my cell phone number is 022 Hey, what's your favourite Oasis song, just wondering? I mean, it changes daily, but I'd, I'd say... A, Probably all time favourite is a song called Whatever, which was the it was a standalone single between Definitely Maybe and What's the Story Morning Glory. Um, so I don't know how familiar it is to New Zealand audiences, but Whatever is is, is, a, is a great song. Thanks to Kaz Sohota for speaking to us about his quest to document Oasis's 1998 tour of New Zealand. If you've got stories to share of the historic shows, any details at all, Kaz's number again is 022-694-1479. He'll be most grateful to hear from you. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikatoa. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook and find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance, and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.